Hi, and welcome to Healing All the Things, a podcast dedicated to creating brave space and weekly conversations around healing all the things and learning to take care of your whole self so that you can live your best life. I'm your host, Coach Frida, a professional certified life coach and trauma-informed wellness practitioner. For more information and additional resources, you can visit my website at www.ritajohnston.com. Welcome back, lovely, this week. It's episode 18, and I want to offer some support for those of you that are working from home during these crazy times, during this crisis, this pandemic, And I wanna address some common challenges and pitfalls with you. But first, before I do that, I want to be transparent and share something that for the past 17 episodes, I have been dreading. For the past 17 episodes, I've been avoiding this. And initially when We created this vision for the podcast. I knew that I wanted this podcast to be in support of you. I wanted to talk about the things that we don't normally talk about. I wanted to shed some light on things that are uncomfortable or things that have stigmas around them. I wanted this podcast to be a place of healing for so many, a place to integrate some of the negative or heavy or traumatic experiences that we've had in order to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I guess integrate, in order to integrate them into who we are so that they don't have such a heavy, such a detrimental effect on our life experience. And one of the things that I knew when creating this podcast, you know, is with when we create anything, we have a vision for how we want it to look. So I knew what type of topics I wanted to discuss. I knew, you know, I wanted to have guests on the show. And I knew that eventually, this is what I've been avoiding, that I would want to have sponsors and ads. And I've been avoiding this because quite honestly, it makes me really uncomfortable. It makes me really uncomfortable. And I never wanted any of you listeners to think that I'm trying to sell you on something. So I had this epiphany last week. I was sitting in my meditation corner. It's my favorite spot in the house. It's my little Zafu cushion on my side of the bed. And it faces the south window uh, in my bedroom and it's this beautiful view of the trees and I get to see a little bit of the sunset so it's my favorite spot and I often sit there to get my thoughts together and so I was thinking about these ads and these sponsorships and it dawned on me I know that quite often when we have a vision for something that we want to create there will always be these ugh but, 
but when this happens. There will always be these steps that we need to take in the process that make us really uncomfortable. And this is one of those steps for me. My epiphany is that it's not really about me. It's not about me. It's not about the stories that I have created in my head about what you are going to think and what you are going to say. And quite honestly, those of you that are in this community that are here to step up and step in and do the work and learn how to take care of yourself as a whole person, all of the parts of yourself. How dare I not offer you tools and resources from others that you can use to continue to support yourself on this journey. That's what this podcast is all about. So I had this epiphany that I'm not actually living in my true vision because I have been keeping this from you. I've been living in my own fear about what you are going to think. And so I've not been offering this to you. And this is, again, the whole premise of this show. So I want to apologize, first of all, for holding back on you. And I also, again, wanted to be very transparent and open and honest about what kind of goes on behind the scenes as this show continues, some of the mental things that I've had to work through as this show continues. So my epiphany was, it's imperative that I offer you the information from the sponsors that want to also help you be the best version of yourself. And the cool thing is that I get to choose. So obviously I'm going to choose things that I believe in. I'm going to choose the sponsorships that I have faith in that I know, oh my gosh, this is going to be such an incredible tool for you. Oh my gosh, this is going to be such an incredible resource for you. So when I was able to shift my mindset and think about it in that way, it actually doesn't feel as scary. So I hope that that process, me sharing the process of working through my own fear, I hope that that has helped you work through maybe some fear that you are having about something that you know may be coming up or that you know you should probably go ahead and do this and yet you're still having a hard time pulling the trigger. That actually leads me into today's topic, which is the top five things that you should know about working from home. And I wanted to do this episode. Again, so many people are working from home for the first time and you are trying to adjust to this new lifestyle. You are a business owner and entrepreneur. You've had to shut your doors and you either have no online business plan 
or a very small portion of your business model is online. And so now you are home and trying to make the shift and transition into how do I make my brick and mortar or my face-to-face -face business work in an online space? And I also, whether you're working from home or not, if you are a parent and now you have your kids home with you because childcare or schools are closed, or maybe your partner is home with you and you're trying to adjust to doing things that you normally would do, having additional humans in your space. So all of these things can make it a little challenging to adjust and Today, I want to offer some support on how to adjust when you are working from home, and I want to address some of these common challenges and pitfalls that I myself have had to learn over the years and I've coached others through. And I've shared this in the past on the show. I've been working from home since 2012. I left banking, I jumped into healthcare, and then I injured my knee. So I had no choice but to stay home. And unfortunately, I was out of a job. My job was going to work every day and now I can't, now I have to sit on the couch, but the bills don't stop. And so I know that so many of you are in that same position where you're like, how, how can I make this work? And there are some things that I have learned along the way that I want to share with you five to be exact, to help you during this transition. So the first thing is there are going to be some things that you may need to address or heal or integrate before you can really put yourself in this working from home space. And that is to heal your perceived notions about what working from home looks like. Many of us have been indoctrinated that to be successful looks like this. It looks like working eight hours a day. It works, it looks like working long hours and late into the evening. And that isn't necessarily true. Many of us have been indoctrinated and fed the idea that working from home means to bring the corporate setting into your household and that's how you operate working from home either your personal business or as an employee and again it doesn't always look like that that's something that i struggled with for a couple of years in the beginning is i kept trying to fit this nine to five corporate structure into my lifestyle as a mom of a two-year-old, as a wife, as a entrepreneur, as someone who was dealing with a very serious knee injury that needed surgery. And so it just doesn't always translate. And so what I had to do, and sometimes what I have to coach my clients through is healing these preconceived notions is looking at some of the beliefs that we carry, looking at some of the stories that we've bought into and asking ourselves, is this true? Could there be another truth? Could there be an, another alternative? 
what else could this look like? Along with that, tip number two is we may need to heal this thought that you even have to be productive right now. Now, this one, I'm not talking about those of you that are employees, that you still have your work, you've made the transition into moving from home. Yes, please don't lose your job and make sure that you get your work done. But for those of you that are not in that position, you are home and your situation is a little different, please do not feel that you have to be productive right now. We are in a global pandemic. There is a lot of trauma that is going on for adults, for children. Our entire way of being has been disrupted. There's so many things being posted online about productivity and now that you have this opportunity to be home, now that you have this opportunity, this extra time and your schedule has been clear, you have the opportunity to work on yourself. I, I want to maybe be a little bit radical here and say the opposite. Say that you actually don't have to be productive right now. You actually don't have to use this time to better yourself right now. You don't have to use this time to learn something new. You don't have to use this time to start that idea or project. It is okay to be still. To be still. It is okay to not want to do a damn thing. It's okay to, to not want to put your kids on a learning schedule as you try to figure things out. And... I also want to offer the idea that if you do have children that are now home with you, this idea of now you're a homeschooling parent, mm, I'm going to challenge that. Maybe you are a crisis schooling parent because actual homeschooling and homeschooling and a pandemic, two totally different things. So give yourself grace. You hear me say that all of the time. Give yourself grace. The third thing that I want to offer you when it comes to working from home, when it comes to creating an environment that is conducive for you to get things done, routines. Routines are a game changer, and I highly, highly, highly recommend that you build some routines into your schedule, and here's why. The only thing that we know right now is that we don't know. We have no idea when things are going to change or if they are going to change or if and when we are going to go back to life as we knew it. So routines, especially when the outside world is so chaotic, Routines can give us some semblance of normalcy. Routines can give us some place to ground ourselves and come back to center, come back to home. They give us something to look forward to and something to expect. Now, I'm not going to dive into specifically how you should set your routine up because quite honestly, that's different for everyone. 
And I don't believe the bowl that if you just add this to your routine and this to your routine, then you'll be successful. Because again, everyone is different. And that's actually tip number four, which is to listen to yourself. Only you know, only you know you. There are a bazillion lists and resources and blogs and books out there that will tell you if you wake up at 5 a.m., this is the key to success. If you journal or meditate, this is the key to success. It can be a slippery slope trying to find the perfect, quote, productivity tool or the perfect habit versus finding what actually works for you and being consistent. And that is also going to change. So when it comes to routines and when it comes to listening to yourself, I do recommend have a morning routine. I do recommend have a bedtime routine and I do recommend have a start and or stopping your work session routine. Now what that looks like is going to be up to you. There's no magic formula, my friend. There isn't. And what works for you in this season may not work for you in next season. But what's most important is that you tune in to connect with yourself and that you stay consistent. Consistency is the biggest key to success. Don't start and stop and start and stop and look online and check in with what everyone else is doing. And then, oh, this person says this, so I'm going to try this. You know your body, you know your lifestyle, you know your schedule, you know your responsibilities the most. You know what works and what doesn't work. Now, you may need to get radically honest with yourself about your habits and make some adjustments And the last thing that I want to leave you with this week on how to make this adjustment, being at home, is to have boundaries and communicate them clearly with your family and your friends and your loved ones. What that looks like is just saying, hey, I'm going to be working from this time to this time. Hey, this is my workspace. So when you see me here, know that I am working. This is my workspace. So please make sure that you have none of your things in this area. I need this area to work. Or here is what I expect. Or this is when you can interrupt me. So know what boundaries that you need. And part of that is listening to yourself. Tuning in and tapping in. What is it that you need? Do you need a clean space to work? Do you need your favorite drink? Do you work best in the morning? Do you work best in the afternoon or in the evening at night? I do believe that there are night owls. I know that there's a lot of information that says anyone can be a morning person. If you work best in the evening, go for it. Don't try to force something that doesn't fit. I personally am not a wake up at 5 a.m. type of person. I've tried that. It does not work for me. That is a boundary that I know does not work. I end up being more groggy and exhausted trying to fit myself into that box. Where is your workspace set up? Do you bring your work into the bedroom? 
which actually changes the dynamic of your bedroom and it can affect your sleep. So that is a boundary that I do recommend is take your laptop and your phone and your electronics out of your room. Create that boundary for yourself. Don't mesh your workplace and your work with your sleep and your romance and and your love sanctuary. Let your bedroom and your office and your work be completely separate. Another boundary that you may want to have, use headphones. So just check in with what is it that you need? What boundaries do you need to create as you make this transition? There are a lot of things that we all need to learn as we shift and we grow because it looks different for all of us. And even though it does look different for all of us, these same five tips apply to everyone. So no matter what it is that you do, I highly, highly, highly recommend these five things. A quick recap is to heal your preconceived notions about what working from home looks like. Two is to heal the thought that you even have to be productive right now outside of anything that is absolutely necessary for your employment. So you don't have to do the projects. You don't have to uh, take this time to better yourself. Three, I highly recommend creating routines, routines that work for you. Four, have boundaries and communicate these with your family. And lastly is to listen to yourself. Only you know you. So your routine might be different from your partner's routine. Your boundary might be different. What you need to heal might be different than what your partner or your child needs to heal during this time. Let's continue this conversation either in the inner circle or on social media. And I want to know, what are you finding as you make this transition of working from home, working with your family home, or adjusting your business model? What are some of the things that are working for you? And what are some challenges that you are still facing as you shift into working remotely? So join me in the inner circle. It is a free online community at ritajohnson.com forward slash newsletter to continue the conversation. Or you can tag me on Facebook or Instagram using the hashtag H-A-T-T podcast. As always, thank you so much for sharing this time together. And remember, we step into our power when we decide to no longer let our past control our future. Until next week, be well.